to come and beatbox in a rap. Welcome back to Business Only. Yeah, yeah. This is a good word. Day on third. And we back. Yay. All right. Another week, y'all. Another week. And this week, we have an interesting topic. Um, And Mm. I feel like it's something everyone can relate to in some way or another. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I'm <laughs> holding the mic like that so this week we're going to be talking all about trust and more specifically on how do you rebuild trust if it's mm-hmm. been broken in any way and that's rebuilding trust in your friendships maybe with your family members with your loved one whoever it may be how do you take the steps to kind of repair the damage that has been done and continue to have a relationship with the person or do you step away like what do you do to kind of get back on the same page as somebody when shit went left? Yeah. I think that's an interesting topic. Um, first, I think my question to you and to myself mm-hmm. is how do you trust? Are you one of those, like, you have to earn my trust or is trust given and then slowly taken away? Um, well, I guess for starters, I feel like, the only person I really, really, really would trust with my life is my mama, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only person I feel like I have, like, unconditional trust for. I know, like, that's my yeah. mama. She's going to hold me down. I mean, that's cool, too, but I know I'll my mama. I'll always love my yeah. mama. But, like, I Dads never like, get love. <laughs> I know. One day. <laughs> one day. I actually would trust my stepdad. But maybe See, that ain't right. You put your whole dad. You wouldn't touch your, your dad. <laughs> Nah, nah. I, <laughs> he I be busy. Straight face that I would either. Like, I can't. I mean, I can depend on my dad to trust. It. Right, depend and trust. It, there's <laughs> levels. Yeah, there's levels um, to it. I agree. But I feel like trust is something that is built over time. It's not yeah. something that I just give willy nilly and then it slowly is broken down. It's just something that comes with time. Like. Yeah. As you are building a relationship, building a foundation, you know, trust is like one of those main pillars that are there. Right. Like, and if you don't do anything to break my trust, I have no reason to question it. So it gets better and better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But that's how I define trust. As long as I feel like I can come to you, like with Deja, I can come to you and feel like I can tell you most things in confidence and mm-hmm. that that something wouldn't be in somebody else's mouth another day. Like, that's kind of, like, the trust I have with you and the trust that I have with a few other people. But, you know, once I see that that's not something, that's not the case, like, I just know you immediately telling somebody else something or, like, you know, secrets can't be kept in between us two. And I can't talk to you without a little bit of judgment. Um, Then I know, like, the trust there is going to be slim to none. But what do you think? How do you define it? Is there a certain way you define it? Um, yeah, I think it's just like being comfortable. I feel like I get really comfortable with people. And once I feel that, okay, this feels good. This feels safe. This feels yep. protected. It's right. It's, it's a feeling. And then I kind of just... I give them that 100%. <laughs> I'm one that just like gives it full throttle and then uh over time it kind of just like chips away they piss me off even if, oh, if they piss you off I'm like even if they do nothing um I mean yeah if they can like keep it that way sure then yeah and, but right, I will say you 100%. trust different people for with different things you do yeah. you know you know, you know what you friends you know what friends and what people to go to with certain information and you know who can hold water and who goes feel it immediately after you give it to them right like, you kind of that's know just that. that's just crazy anyway for <laughs> you to even, <laughs> for, for to even have somebody in my life that way that I feel like would just say exactly what I told them to somebody else it's just like it's like what are we even doing here 
a situation where a friend like you told a friend something and then next thing you know it's like a topic of somebody else's conversation and then it comes back to you and you're like hold up what was y'all and even talking about that? me for <laughs> what's that mean why <laughs> nini what y'all talking about me for what, what y'all bring me up for uh-uh, literally from Real House of Atlanta. I know, I know where Nimi's from. Yeah, I don't know the. I don't know. Yes. The, they didn't kind of force me. To get your stuff. pop culture shit up, bro. That's everywhere right now. What did she say? Maybe I, it, you're killing the joke now, but <laughs> she says on the show there's a clip, and every time somebody <laughs> brings something up, they do this clip of Nimi. It's like, what are y'all bring mm-hmm. me up? For? What are y'all talking about me for? <laughs> But yeah, say your point. You tell somebody something, they talk and bring your ass up in another conversation. I mean, I don't know if that's happened to me. <laughs> it hasn't came back to me, not that I can remember. I have an offer. I mean, okay. I'm sure it's happened, but my memory is shit. It's so bad. So I mean shit, probably, and I probably responded in the same way. Like, why y'all talking about me? Hey, bitch, I can't tell you. And then that person is, like, dead to me. Like, you clearly can't hold it down. So, whatever. There are those people. I'm that person. I'd be wanting to know stuff. Like, my sister. My sister is such a trustworthy bitch. It really annoys me. Like, people she don't even. People she knew for two seconds. They'll tell her a secret. And I'll be like, girl, what they just say? I told him I wouldn't say nothing. No, mm-mm, no. And she will literally hold it down. No, she she won't say anything. That really, anno- she won't even text it to you type shit. She won't even give you a cryptic message. And I'm like, so, so just loyal for the wrong people. Like, who even cares about that person? Like, just people off the street. She knew for two. But Daisy, you just be wanting to be nosy. Cause it just feels so juicy, but she will really hold it down. That really, it makes I can't stand people like that though. Like, come on, who's closer? Me or exactly. You? <laughs> I'm like, you I don't tell for two years. I've known you all your life. Like, telling, I just feel like telling me a secret is like telling the wall. Like, I just be wanting to know. It's not like I'm about to just go <laughs> blab it to somebody. But it's like Deja Mind your business. I get that. I get that, but it's I'm hard though. my business. Exactly, just tell me. Ooh, I hope she hear this too. Just be <laughs> holding secrets for no reason. Like, bitch, who am I gonna tell? <laughs> That's our main thing. Like, like, who I'm gonna tell? I feel Rip like me. I've had situations where things have gotten back to me about, and I know, like, I specifically told one person, Ooh. and then somebody else know, and then they got back to me. But uh. I feel like, um, I usually don't tell people besides, like, my handful of close friends, like, a deep, dark secret that I wouldn't want anyone to know. I just kind of have discernment from that moment on about what I'm going to tell that person. You know, like, if it's something personal or something about me, they will not know going forward because I can't trust. They can pour their hearts out to me. Now I'm going to be like, girl, that is so sad, but I'm going to go ahead and head (laughs) out. You know, like I think like, it has to be that way too. But but it you do have to close those doors on some yeah. people because they'll want to know everything about your life, everything that's going on. Yeah. You don't want to spill nothing that they have going on. Those type of friends weary of like they asking you mm. all the different types of questions about your business. But as soon yeah. as you ask something, kind of getting to know them on a personal level, they're like, "Oh, girl, no, that's whatever," and then it's shut door, and then it's over. It's like, "Oh, right." But that's what you exactly. But that's it goes back to different friends for different shit. Now you have discernment and you know who can say what, who you can tell things to. And I mean that's honestly how it should be anyway. Like people don't even know your business, no way. Mind your business. Yeah. True. Keep a tight circle. What about relationships? Like when it comes to somebody that you're dating and they do something to really not say not completely break your trust but you have a little dip in the trust like this nigga can't be trusted no more like <laughs> like how do you he's on the chopping have, block yeah how do you continue to have a relationship with somebody and in the back of your mind you're questioning their um, their trustworthiness yeah loyalty um i think like years ago I used to be super black and white like oh we 
had an established relationship. This is what it is. And you went outside of that and you broke the trust, you know, it was really black and white and I wasn't really forgiving. I wasn't understanding at all. Cause honestly, I just didn't want to be there. And honestly, and I'm one of those lady. people. I'd be looking for a reason. Well, I'm out. <laughs> like the first little sign of disappointment or being uncomfortable. Yeah. I was already nine times out of ten, I was already trying to get out of that situation. And again, I'm one of those people. Like back then, like I wasn't really good at speaking up for myself. So I would wait for mm-hmm. an opportunity to arise. And, you know, as women, I know, like, we be knowing when some shit is just something's not right, you know? So I feel like back then, maybe, like, my old past relationships, I kind of felt something wasn't right, and I kind of was already ready to go. So then the, the situation came up, and I found some shit out. Oh, okay, you wasn't being honest. Like, you yeah, trust, and you're not loyal and all that, so I'm out. So it just made it easier. I feel like today I've been more selective in, like, who I, you know, allow into my life, friendships, and then um, as far as relationships, I've been trying to be more intentional Mm-hmm. And I think the difference with like back then and then just like currently, I am trying to be more transparent and set boundaries because I feel like what is, I mean, breaking trust is breaking trust, you know, but right. there At are the levels end of the day, it's black and white. It's black and white for sure. Like what is uncomfortable to you will always be uncomfortable to you. If you know, if that is your boundary, like, and that's just like a non-negotiable, that's going to always feel not pleasant for you so I understand that um but I feel like sometimes in relationships we don't really discuss boundaries and the levels because not every relationship is the same you know like what is cheating to you may not be cheating to them and that's something to discuss you know that's something to be on the same page with because here I am feeling some type of way that you say hard eyes to whoever you know but that's just just a casual thing for you you know but that's Mm -hmm. not something we ever had a conversation about so I'm feeling some type of way and I'm feeling betrayed and whatever you know and 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 people have the total right to feel the way they feel but I feel like we do ourselves a disservice when we don't communicate just kind of talking just um going back on the episode of last week when we're talking about Mm -hmm. Molly and Issa yeah they're friends but they're not communicating they're not saying like this is uncomfortable for me um whatever we don't have to get so into the the episode but right. just like the dynamic of their relationship somebody's not speaking up and they're not really setting boundaries and they're not respecting them um but in relationships it's very easy to 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 things move fast you know you don't have those conversations shit can be yeah. really you can get really jaded and things happen and sometimes people aren't even knowing their partner until two three years later you know like you're not really shit's not really hitting the fan until like way after y'all met or y'all established this relationship or whatever so um like I said trust is really black and white but I Mm -hmm. think like setting clear boundaries and like knowing what's comfortable for you and what's comfortable for your partner like that really helps figure out do y'all have the same values like are y'all on the same page like y'all been do you want the same, same thing exactly right. so I think that makes it easier and that's something that I've learned um and also and sometimes learning. that conversation has to come a little bit later after after some time unfortunately right like, and you have to learn each other too you have yeah, to even know if this is what you want who why would you even spill your heart out again because it's levels to the trust you know like you're not gonna be on a first date or even be a month two months three months into a relationship or whatever or I guess situation at that point you're not going to be this is what I like and because my eighth grade boyfriend broke my heart this is how I am you know you're not right really nobody cares (laughs) I don't maybe they do but 
you don't even feel like it's worth that conversation yet. So again, to your point, sometimes the boundaries conversation comes later on, but that shit does get messy though, because it does. our emotions, <laughs> exactly. But our emotions are running. Like they're going, like you feel, you may be with this nigga for eight minutes and no, it feel like you know him for eight months. So it's like, sometimes it's hard to discern and sometimes it's hard to really you know know what relationship is worth it and like Mm. which ones are not so like you said I think things do take time and I think just like just being true to yourself and knowing your personal boundaries like some shit you just don't have to go for and so and and if you're with somebody with the sense that you have (laughs) then you know that they would know what's appropriate and what's not you know like that's just the bare fucking minimum for me it is but i'm saying on the grand scheme of things like (laughs) a nigga just not gonna overall the big picture you can say how many ever words david but sometimes you do have to be very very transparent about what is wrong to you what is right you will hope and pray that person is on the same page if you don't say that shit, I you really can't expect for that person to like get there. I'm thinking the bare minimum though, like niggas would hold the door. Like women, we're walking. Like oh, women are feminists now. They can hold (laughs) the door. That's true. But I'm saying if that's something that's personal, but that's something that that person ain't right for you. Exactly. And that's something that you know early on. Like if y'all are dating, y'all are going out, you'll know if a nigga's holding the door for you. You'll know <laughs> if <laughs> right. You'll know basic manners. And that's what I'm saying. Sorry if I'm like super tongue tied <laughs> y'all are confused what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm saying. Basic shit like manners may not be okay. basic to everybody, but you know True. that is a non-negotiable for you. So you know that from right. the get, oh, this nigga's rude. I'm out, you know, but oh, this nigga got some sense. He was probably raised right. Like you can conclude a few things from just the basic things to know like, okay, our values may be aligned and then you Mm -hmm. get closer to them. Y'all are growing. Now eight minutes turn into eight days. Like y'all are getting somewhere. Eight days (laughs) into eight months. Exactly. And then you're on this path of like, right. hold on, you're trying to back it up. And yeah. that's why I want to make clear, like, I feel like once you know something that you want, something that you're looking for, and once you're firm in that, you need to make sure you communicate that to the other person. Because I feel like yeah, like women, sometimes we get very wrapped up in it all, you know, mm-hmm. to where we kind of forget like what we were looking for from the beginning because you're just going for the thrill of it like we're just in it and we're feeling it and like our emotions are in it but we don't stop and take a minute and say wait am I doing myself a disservice by like not you know making sure my needs are met what I want from this is met and that I'm not sacrificing anything in this right it's all love and I'm not going to resent anything um because I do feel like women we just we definitely get so deep in it sometimes and when that nigga do something it's like why why wouldn't he know like that was wrong like why would he think that was okay to do and it's like did you ever communicate that to him did you ever communicate what you wanted or what was not right what was right all these things and so you're kind of feeling like some resentment towards him and you start hating him for any old reason or whatever and he's sitting there clueless. Yeah, because we give <laughs> niggas too much credit, first too much, of all. Too much grace. <laughs> we, too, much. too much grace. We think they are mature enough and, <laughs> oh, we're living in the same world, so he ought to know. But really, no, some people are really entitled to their ignorance. And and I don't say ignorance because they're dumb. By the way. Exactly, for sure. All generalization. They're blanket statements. But yeah. Some people really are ignorant to how other people are feeling because they are so accustomed to what they know. They know what's familiar to them. They know what they have gotten away with, you know, and not to say anybody's wrong, but they just know what is what comes naturally to them. And I don't think anybody's at fault, but again, communication, like, did she speak up? And it's, but, and it's hard. Like nobody's it's saying hard. like, that shit is easy. That shit is so, that shit can be and really I'm sure, hard. 
you know, I feel like when we are in our 30s, we will look back at these conversations and be like, oh, girl, it's not hard. You know what you want. Right. I hear that's true. From, like, you know, women who are, like, in their 30s and in it, they're like, nope, mm-hmm. you come really firm and what you want, what you know, what's not yeah. going to work. And you know it within the first few months. You don't you don't need to take time. What is this time? Because time is running out, you know, like... <laughs> no oh, that's so true i know it's, my it's mom true. was talking about the biological clock and shit like 35 we get it girl said after 30 at this point no that no, is but you become a you become that's a disheartening pregnancy at, at 35 jesus christ which is less than 10 years lady for us i hope to have a miracle child <laughs> because <laughs> 35 sounds it honestly sounds like I'm just in the bottom of it right Jesus Christ don't do that to me maybe I mean I can always adopt and I'm sorry there's a kid that needs me if if it gets to that point that's gonna be my mindset I want to biologically have a child I would love to but I'm not about to compromise my lifestyle yeah, for a okay. little rat that I don't even know yet I'm sorry <laughs> don't do not speak of your unborn as a rat <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the, they're lovely, but I mean, yeah, I'm just like, damn. And you know, it's that's really how people get into these mess. messy situations because they're told, uh, your time is ticking. You need to be married. You need this. We are, li- it's just all a mind fuck. Can we it come to a realization? Fuck. Time is an illusion. A mind fuck because with, people be fuck being unhappy versus like living your best life because time is not on our side at any that's point what they say i'll be over for us. No, that's so true i'm just like i i don't subscribe to the whole timeline <laughs> i don't i don't subscribe to the whole what you need to be doing by this time like i just mm-hmm. Don't tell me shit. Everybody's not built the same. I'm a, you know, live my life the best way that I know how to. I'm not trying to be unhappy. And that's just the bottom line. Like right. I'm not going to be miserable and I'm not going to bring a child into this world knowing that no. I'm upset. Did you see Everybody little cars everywhere? I know. You did see it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The the storyline that really, you know, stuck out to me was um Reese Witherspoon's character. What was her name? Ugh. Elena. Was it Elena? Maybe. I think so. That yeah, sounds I think right. Was Elena. Oh yeah, and Mia. That was and Mia, right. Yeah, something like that. And then Izzy, she just really hated her. <laughs> like, but to I I I understood it though. You know, I did feel really bad that as a mother she felt um oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that shit's been out. Quarantine. Y'all people had time. People, I don't know. I get Spoiler it. Alert. But yeah, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. It's a new show with, it's a newer show. It's kind of been out since I think March um, with Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Really good based on a book, um, but this is a spoiler. There is a a scene where we see Reese Witherspoon's uh, character, Elena. She uh, has three kids and then she unexpectedly, so well, she had three and then she was going back to work and then she unexpectedly had the fourth one. Right. So, I mean, I guess putting myself in her shoes, like she's going back to work, she's a writer, you know. Getting her career um, back going. Getting her career back. She was at home with these kids and it's not something she really wanted to do, but she was a mother first and she really put herself in that role and she loved her kids. Um, She unexpectedly got pregnant because women, I think when you are, when you just have a kid, like it's easier for you to have another one right after, like you're very fertile absolutely oh having kids after like nine months like literally nine months after they have one so yeah you're super fertile after uh-huh. you have one kid so whatever I guess that it's it was based in the 90s so um yeah back then I'm sure they wasn't being cautious at all so whatever she has this fourth child that she did not plan and you just see her resenting this child so much. Like, the, and the baby was so whiny and fussy. Like, it drove her crazy. The dad was there, but not there. I mean, it's the night, or back then it was probably like the 70s or the um, early 80s. And the dad's just not, he's just being a dad, you know, being the breadwinner, going to work, probably going to the gym or the bar right after, you know, not really being present that she needed. So she's resenting everybody. And right. I think just, 
being a woman at that time and feeling like you had to do the right thing by your family. But just to see her, it just made shit so real for me. Cause I know my mom, she always says like, y'all wasn't playing, you know, but I was, I was still a mom. And to put myself in those shoes as a 26 year old to, to think, to have a child that I did not plan, but still raise and love and, you know, give a home and try my best. Like, I mean, I, I give it up for moms. (laughs) I really do. Feelings, but like women do go through so much because we're, we're told, you know, to do it all, you know, and still be beautiful, you know, and still smile and still be happy. And if you want these certain amount of things that you have to follow this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you, and I feel like we've talked about this probably on several different uh, episodes, just about the sacrifices that you have to go through. Like, they always promote, I think it was the episode we talked about, like Tracy Ellis Ross or something, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. it's just about the fact that, you know, women feel like, you know, one has to be sacrificed you know career yeah. or family like you have to pick one you have to thrive at one you can't raise the other is gonna suffer in some way and it's hard right. to have both which I feel like there's so many women these days that have showed that you can do it but it does require a lot like you are putting a lot into it um it's worth it of course but yeah. not a lot of women have the capacity to have a full career and be a full mom like a full-time mom and just be success, super successful in both. And I just feel like that's becoming more and more of a myth as time are going as time has gone. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that they've like promoted so much back in the day. But I don't know, it just feels like that's the goal. Like that's what you wanna do. And it's all about finding the right partner that's gonna help you get and be achieve both of those things like if you have to do it by yourself you damn sure could do it by yourself but it feels so much better if you have a support system I totally agree and it and it really goes back to trusting somebody with your life like this shit is life or death you know (laughs) like relationships at this time I don't I'm just at a point where everything don't needs take to be intentional. Like, I don't take shit lightly. Like, where, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, just let me know. Like, let's get please. on the same page. Can we please it doesn't, about it? Like, exactly. It does not have to be the American dream, but, like, let's make it real for us. Like, let's make it make sense for us. So I feel like that's where a lot of the disconnect and distrust comes in because we're basing relationships off of what we see, not what we know, and not what we feel is right for us. There's a lot of people thinking relationships are so black and white like oh well I guess in two months we do this and then at eight months we do this a year you know <laughs> and it's like that's not everybody's story though and I right and I'm, you know want to be in a space where I can be comfortable with the person that I choose to be with and like they're comfortable enough with me to where we can have transparent conversations and you know set our boundaries and just do what feels good to us and not feel like we have to adhere to some standard or some timeline because society tells us so and I'm like shit I'll I don't care like I could be in a relationship for as long as I want to be and y'all gonna live and I'm gonna live too mind your business that's the bottom line (laughs) your business that is the bottom line but even to your point where you were talking about just like women you know feeling like they have the capacity to sometimes we don't have the capacity to do it all I ain't a mother oh no but I could see like you know (laughs) the triumphs and the trials and tribulations I was watching the becoming I texted jazz yesterday I was like have you seen (laughs) the becoming I was literally in tears like it sounds so I feel so whack for like I, feel well, I don't like, know why. I feel like a cliche. Crying over Michelle Obama's documentary yeah. slash book. I went to her thing, her um oh, when she actually spoke me that. and I cried. So I, mean, I don't think it wasn't even like her, no shade. I didn't feel like she was like a super effective storyteller. Like that wasn't it. Was it. Just, yeah, yeah. It was I'm the work around it that really affected yeah. me. That really like just I don't know it really made me feel something but I don't know if y'all seen it or read the book but she really just she's our first she was our former first lady 
Um, and she just talks about how she really had to choose to be the first lady or Michelle Obama that she knew, but she, or she, well, back then she was Michelle Robinson, but she had to step into this role of Michelle Obama, the first lady and like literally forget everything she knew. She was also a mother, you know, so. And brilliant. Lawyer. Brilliant lady, a lawyer, went to Princeton, went to Harvard and like went right into a law firm. Like she had a lot of shit going for herself and not to say a first lady doesn't, but I digress. She had to choose and it just really just showed me like the sacrifice women really have to make, you know, we become mothers and if you're blessed to, and you really have to put down your dreams and your goals or not even put them down as a whole, but you have to put them on pause. You really do. And it's like, damn. Not only, not only that, but it's like once you have kids, it's not all about your husband and your marriage anymore. It's more right. so about y'all as a unit. And that's so many men complain about once my wife has kids and there is the attention and there is this. Mm-hmm. And she stretched thin. And it's just like, yeah. honestly, like, wives, mothers, businesswomen, anyone that's all three, I really give it up to you because I have to wrap my mind around being all of that. <laughs> I really do. How do y'all do it? My mom is literally that. I, I be yeah. wanting to talk to her. She Mine be too. To talk to her. Your mom like, too. But just, I think, and most of our moms are. It's just right. Like lady, tell me what was in the sauce. Exactly. Different times. The <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different time because niggas ain't. <laughs> Niggas ain't see Don't go there. <laughs> no, nah, there's some really good men out there. But I just <laughs> I just can't imagine. I think my mom was on her well, my mom had my sisters like 28. So she was damn near on her second child by my age right now. And it's mm-hmm. like I I don't, I don't get that. L O L. I think my mom I had both of Don't her get it. Years by my age but my grandmother had all five of her kids by the time she was my age no my grandma as well different time we we talking grandma (laughs) shit that's whoa way back way back what interesting because it's like what in the hell and they had less than us these Mm -hmm. days what in the hell could i have done with five negroes mouths to feed no idea I I, I look at Nico like, thank God I'm not your mom and he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. But That's you know so what? Real. You know what? We'll we'll really never be fully prepared for it. No. It's just something you step into, and you know, honestly, I feel like either you thrive or you don't. <laughs> you thrive um, or you don't. Yeah, and it's all about the women that you come from, really, and the people around you. And mm-hmm. I feel like we have very solid women that raise us and that are yeah. around this. So I don't have any doubt in my mind that I can do it. I just don't right. want to have to wrap my mind around doing it right now. I just don't want to. <laughs> no, I agree. One day, but... One day. I think it'll become so natural. I think something about our generation, millennials, we aren't going for the old routine of things like we're not really going for how shit should be right we're definitely like breaking barriers and shit is just seemingly unconventional but it's honestly conventional to us like we're challenging shit and questioning shit is what comes natural to us and I feel like we're gonna have more meaningful relationships and we're gonna be in more just better situations fulfilling happy we're gonna be happier because we are questioning things we're, we are challenging things like i don't know about y'all but i can count <laughs> off of my fingers and toes how many like friends i have with parents that don't speak to their you know fathers like broken homes but we're we're we're, we're striving and we're we're trying to break generational curses like Coming from a a mom who who you know relationship with my father is like you know like it's it's iffy right like luckily she got remarried and that's fine but I know so many people it, it, normal shit right for the mom and dad to like 
you know, just be cordial because they had a child, you know, because they weren't in the about parking their lot for the pickup. <laughs> okay, pick many times. <laughs> But, like, they weren't intentional about their relationships. They they didn't take time to build trust. They didn't talk about boundaries. Like, nothing is new under the sun. We are just more open with our knowledge. And we're not afraid to, like, apply the shit that we know now, you know? So we're not trying to waste no more time. Because back then, it was just like, get a man, you know? Uh-huh. Get your money. And, you know, women entrepreneurs do that but also if you don't have a man you're nothing you know like you right. can have your own job but you know if you don't have a man fucking so everything was a, a lot of things I should say were very surface level but I feel like a lot of us in our generation and even the generation you know under us they're really asking questions and asking oh that generation under us they're fiery (laughs) they're fiery they're not going for it they're They're questioning everything we're probably saying on this podcast right now like okay (laughs) god i probably don't that's so fucking true but i'm proud of that like i'm really happy that they can think outside the box Absolutely. because that's what they're afraid of exactly <laughs> they're afraid of thinkers they're afraid of people that challenge the status quo because for so long people just go along to go get with them. it just go, they with, go with the flow question. and there's nothing exactly there's nothing wrong with going with the flow but be in alignment with that flow like make sure that shit is for you not just doing it because everybody else is doing it so yeah just that's a word, Pastor Deja. That was good. <laughs> I think the main thing is trusting yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to be able to trust others with what you have going on. Like, really knowing. That is a really good point. That yeah, is I mean, such a good point because yeah. I feel like you have to have that within yourself to even try to build anything with anybody else. Very it's true. like a broken love record. Too. Like, what are you doing? If you don't have love for yourself, if you can't trust yourself if you're not trusting your gut like your gut instincts if that is not your conscious if you're not trusting that first then everything you kind of do you're going to continue to question you're going to question yourself into a rut like you have to trust your gut and you have to realize that that's something telling you something is wrong or that's something telling you that you are moving in the right way like we always asking god for signs right maybe i'm talking about myself but like the answers are within you not to sound like a broken record or a cliche but they are you just have to listen to them you have to yeah. listen to what your gut is saying when it's saying girl that ain't it you need right. to question that like don't go for it yeah so I feel like you have a great point there like you brought it out more though because I was just talking shit but that really <laughs> put the bow on it absolutely <laughs> teamwork no that was really real well good topic jazz Oh, um, well, thank you. Um, but the the real merger is the episode of Insecure this week. And uh, ooh, child, ooh, we the let's talk party. about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so on the episode, we saw Issa finally have this damn block party we've been hearing about. Okay. It was lit. <laughs> it was so honestly y'all i was watching it like no no way does she have this damn festival of a black party like they- i'm like was this for free <laughs> that's crazy i'm like and then first off i'm like when were they shooting this and why could why don't oh I know yeah anybody why weren't you an extra jazz get oh, your life man. come on now honestly my network my la network is weak but um either way so we see Issa have this black party that she's been planning but we also see molly's come in she's with andrew and they're everything's so good for like the first 20 minutes they do the wobble they get out there do the wobble (laughs) funny interactions with kelly and amal like it's just all sits and giggles right yeah but then oh nathan shows and didn't i call that i caught that from the the very beginning i was like nathan's coming to that block party i mean it it didn't make sense i forgot their roommates so yeah um So maybe like, I'll say the show's only 31 minutes. So let's say like 25 (laughs) minutes into it, child. Andrew drops a bomb like, yeah, you know. Oh, no, no, no. The manager of, what was his name? 
uh, from Vince Staples. Vince Staples comes up to Andrew and he's like, yeah, you know, you're going to come back here. Say what's up to Vince. Say what's up to Vince Staples, whatever, whatever. And then yeah. Andrew's like, yeah. And Molly's like, wait, what? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I did a favor. Like Nathan asked me to call in a favor for Issa. So I thought I was looking out for your best friend. And Molly's like, uh-uh. Immediately goes to Issa. Sorry, spoiler, y'all. Y'all know. Watch it. Watch the show. Um, and we always be one episode behind, so whatever. I know, right? Um, I know this by now. We're going to catch up, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we get this blow up between Issa and Molly, and then somebody doing the very black thing and say, oh, she got a gun. And it's, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it's so real. It's so it was it was too spot on. I find myself having like awkward, random ass experiences in real life. On the show, I'm like, ain't nobody really this dumb and just like awkward as fuck, but it really does happen in real life. And I'm like, this it is, is. Shit. Get out my face. Um, so yeah, that was kind of where the episode ended with Issa and Molly just like really to throw both girl i'm like if they really don't they can't they're not gonna fight Ugh, it made me uncomfortable i hate when people argue it did because me. you could tell first off i don't know my opinion molly there's a time and a place for everything absolutely even she let the emotions get the best of her um because but why was she I, mad why was she mad um she did felt like she her was- trust was broken with Issa like even because Issa went behind her back and but I don't understand why Molly just did well we talked about in the last episode Molly feels like Issa's just always looking for something from her so it's like I get I get like I'm in the in Molly's head I'm thinking I'm like I get where she's coming from but it's just such a a problem it's a problem for you to feel like my friend is doing good. This is such a good moment for her. I'm here with my man. I'm happy. Right. This isn't the time. Even if I have a problem with what she did and her going behind my back, this, as a mature adult, this is not the moment right. to have an argument at her party. It's her moment. Let her have her moment. I don't even have to say bye to her. If I'm really feeling the way, I'll just leave. Like, don't ruin her moment. Right. What did you and think? I, I feel like... Molly just couldn't for a second just, you know, take a moment to just understand what's going on. I feel like she made everything about her yeah. when I'm stepping into Issa's shoes and she's just trying to get business handled. I understand Hello? how, she, you know, it did feel sneaky or seem sneaky that she went to Nathan to talk to Andrew after Andrew, after you know, she asked Molly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Molly did state, like, I don't want to be a part of that. She's like, okay, so cool. Don't, so be a, I'm a, don't be a part of it. Exactly, and I get that. I mean, I, I don't I don't agree with going through the same source that she was about to ask. You knew that I was going to blow up. You knew she was going to find out about that. Like, that's Somewhere, a little somehow. weird. But I honestly just don't feel like Issa was trying to be messy. She's just over here thinking, like, let me get what I need to make sure my event goes smoothly. Like, our friendship is constant. Like, I can get back to that, and we can talk about that, and we can hash it out. I understand that. But what I don't understand is this block party failure. I got busy. Right, I'm going to do everything that I have to do to get it handled. And I just feel like Molly wasn't seeing that in the moment. I understand, like, your feelings are hurt, but you just want to, you just want recognition. How how could Molly not understand that when her being a lawyer and everything that she has to do for her career is always first for her? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Clear, that's such a good point, because, like, we see while she's dating Andrew, everything is her, her, her. I got to do this. I got to do this. So you can't understand your friend having to do something to better her. Exactly. Molly is always talking about she's a lawyer. She's at the top firm. She has these goals. So like she's made sacrifices. She's done something she wasn't happy about. She's chosen her job over Andrew and being with him sometimes. And he pointed out how that was an issue for him. So I don't feel like that was fair to blow up on Issa. When you know the girl has been, she damn near don't have a job, figuring it out, 
this is something that she's been planning, working on for for months now, maybe a year at this point. Yeah. And it's just like you you if that's your best friend, you don't want your best friend fold. You don't want right. your best friend fail, despite what that means to you. Um, relationships will come with like a little bit of self-sacrificing even if you feel some type of way know how to communicate that don't ruin a moment <laughs> like, right that's just friend that's friendship 101 like mom she needs to go back to therapy honestly i just don't feel like she could just put her feelings aside for a moment to ruin i mean hopefully she didn't ruin i mean it's a show but whatever I don't think she ruined everything, but she definitely like fucked up the mood a bad for the Yeah, like she's gonna always think of that, you know, the ending of her very first big event. And it's like my own homegirl, like, damn, you couldn't just for one second, just relax. But I get it. She felt like her relationship was starting. I can put myself in Molly's shoes and feel slighted. And I understand like just you know, not being able to just like calm down your emotions and just seeing red and just really, you know, saying what you feel is right in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I just didn't agree because I'm just like, this, I understand it, but it just honestly, in the grand scheme of things, just does not have to, it don't have shit to do with you. Like, yeah, she used Andrew, but she used Nathan. She you told her to leave you out of it, and she did. She and actually that, that is what she damn did. And so I, I don't know, child. Uh, I hate to see it, but I mean, yeah, Issa said she don't fuck with Molly no more. I don't feel like their relationship is over. I feel like uh, maybe something will happen <laughs> to where they have to connect again. And well. They have um, a mutual friend group, right? So that I don't is, feel like they're gonna avoid each other. I don't. They can't. It's gonna be that was a big blow up. I I don't know what's to come next with their friendship, but I can kind of see them ending the season with Molly and Issa doing their own thing. Um, but do <laughs> I think did Lawrence? So Lawrence didn't come to the block party. He didn't. Oh, uh, can we talk about Condola? The drug she's i love her style she's so beautiful to me but yeah i think she's so cute i like her i like her little just i didn't really love her outfit for thanksgiving that was probably like a flop (laughs) (laughs) i think she's so gorgeous but anyway the style is not it's not always a 10 out of 10 Fire the hair team, and that's just on a petty note. Like, fire <laughs> the hair team for real, because I'm tired of Issa coming through with uh, school style. What's up with that middle school AF? <laughs> I agree, but she comes to the block party. Okay, I saw both sides. I appreciated the fact that she followed through with her work because she got there. She's like, I'm here to check on the vendors, make sure everything's going smoothly. I appreciated that. <laughs> okay. I mean, and then Issa just kind of like, but yeah, you ghosted me. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, Issa, do you just want like a friend? I, I get it. Like ghosting and not being communicative in such a high stress time. Totally understand that. But I mean, she handled her business. She said she got the intern. She got the intern. So... I mean, you might have to charge that one to the game, but to make it seem like, oh, you didn't know me and Lawrence broke up, bitch, I don't talk to Lawrence. That's your man now. So it's like your like emotions and your feelings are like all over the place. It has nothing to do with me and you're kind of making it in my business. I don't want that was to- insane. That Don't was so it. weird. My party won and why would I know y'all brought like did you the way she said it was low-key shady like oh like oh you didn't know you but if but he did try to tell her though if lawrence is keeping something out of it by them breaking it off if it has something to do with Issa, so maybe when he tried to talk to her he was trying to say i'm having feelings for you again i couldn't continue on with condola because i just know like you know there's something still there with you yeah. Maybe if that's the case, and he was upfront with Condola about that, and she knows, you know, their breakup has something low key to do with Issa. Yeah. But I don't know. That could be just like a theory. You know, it probably isn't the case because maybe Condola wouldn't even show up at the block party. 
But I mean, this was I like, like the way she confronted her. It did kind of feel like shade. It was like, shade. Like you said. Yeah, it was like you know why we broke up. Basically, like yeah. she wanted to say, like we broke up because of you. And it's like, bitch, y'all got together. You told me it was <laughs> my ex, and it was all love. Like a little weird, but I'm okay with weird. it. Like I kind of yeah. wanted to be friends with you, but. I don't know. That moving was on. shit. Moving on. I'm just like, what was her deal, dude? I ain't like her. I don't feel like every relationship is meant to last forever. Every friendship <laughs> is just not meant to last forever. And I think that is honestly a theme <laughs> in this past year for me, just like being at peace with shit ending you know and like something that you just thought was you were so in it you know it's just not always going to be that way some shit is going to disappoint you some people are not going to perform the way you thought they were and uphold that for eternity you're going to be disappointed that's the guarantee it's like what are you going to do with that disappointment you don't have to stay you can go you know every relationship is just not meant to be forever and I I love that they're highlighting this and not to say that they are breaking up or whatever Marley said that the friendship is over but if that's what they decide to do I think that's that's just awesome <laughs> to just show us that this is real how this, this happens is real. you know everything is not gonna have a cute ending mm-hmm. sometimes friendships just don't make it and that's another conversation for another day, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad that well, she Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens in the next episode, but it's not looking cute. But to keep the ball kind of rolling, we've got our ongoing playlist. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm going to post that I, soon. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like we should wait till there's like a good amount of songs on there because right now okay. we're kind of all over the place. Okay. But I felt like our theme... Well, we don't have to have a theme for this episode as far as, like, songs go, but my song is inspired by the Jill Scott versus Erica Badu IG battle. So good. <laughs> I so enjoyed good. it so much. Um, so my personal ad is going to be The Other Side of the Game by Erica Badu. Classic. What you gonna do when it comes for you? Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. What's yours? It don't have to be that same theme, but I was inspired. So mine. First of all, happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. Ugh, oh I God. just. Yeah, I just realized he and my brother have the same birthday. Like, all these years, I never put two and two together. But, <laughs> like, I literally gave Stevie Wonder a shout-out every year. Oh, my, <laughs> my brother. God. Oh, well. Um, brother? What a beautiful, what a beautiful day. I love Stevie Wonder. Um, I'm not going to – I mean, maybe eventually I'll put him on the playlist. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I like Nick Hakeem. He's about to drop his album – Ooh, new artist. Wait, what's his name? Nick Hakeem? Mm, Nick Hakeem. He's been out for a little while. He has a really good album from 2017 called Green Twins. You, you know, know what? I think, you, I think you've actually added that to They Just Made Me My Own Personal Playlist. Yeah. So I think you do have a hip. Keep me hip. Keep me young. Um, I think she added one of those songs onto my playlist, and if I'm not mistaken, he's pretty good. I can't quote you on the song though. Uh, absolutely great. Well, he's about to drop another album, but he dropped three singles, um, in the last uh month or so, and I really like the song "Bouncing." He has "Bouncing," "Quadir," and "Crumpy," and they're all really good. They're all really vibey. If you like, like. It's not even lo-fi, but something along that. It's, like, really just a vibe. So, okay. I don't know. He might be white, but he might be something else. He got, uh, yeah, but I don't know. He got, like, brother man features. Girl. <laughs> but he has blonde hair. I don't know. He's definitely white passing, but his music is so good. His voice is really nice. Kind of like reverb. Oh, you're right. Right? He's a little questionable. Exactly. Ambiguous, for sure. Something. That was rude to say questionable. (laughs) Questionable. Um, I would say this is a 
light skinned black man. All right, that's what I'm gonna Maybe put. So. My, I'm, I'm gonna say he, that. Let me go I, to his Instagram. He's We're going the, off topic, y'all. What? Right, I think he's from the UK. But anyways, he has an album coming out, and I definitely um, encourage you guys to listen to his old album, Green Twins. And he has a few EPs here and there that are so good. Like I play him at work all the time, and it's just like one of those like vibes everybody can get down with. And I, well, I take it. it back. I, I, exactly. I it back. <laughs> it's hard to say. Or he. Oh wait, something with the hair. I can't, I can't call it. Exactly, it's hard, but whatever. The bottom line is, he makes good music, and I really like Nick Hakim. So I'm gonna add that song. I'm gonna send it to you. What song? What song do we want to add? Is there a song you want to add to the playlist, or Um, honorable mention? No, no, no. I want to add. I like the bouncing song. Is from his right. newest album. Uh, let's see. Coming May 15, 2020. Bouncing. Yeah. All right. We adding it. We'll be <sighs> sure if you look good at or not. <laughs> right. It's good. I mean, hopefully. I don't know. This is going to be a very all over the place playlist. But I love that. Gets you a little yeah. bit of everything. It's going to be good. Anyways, guys, we're going to be, like, asking questions on our Instagram. And hopefully you guys can answer those for us. Or just give us some ideas. If y'all have any ideas um, to send us. Or any, you know, thoughts or questions to send us. Definitely send us our DMs. Like, we're going to be more friendly. We're going to get this Instagram popping. I know. We're at home, like, really trying. I know, right? <laughs> the Bear With Us podcast. Thanks for bearing with us. Yo, there's so many names to this that we could have did. But <laughs> Bear With Us. Anything else? Did we did we cover? I think we covered. Oh, um, I know our last segment is going to be the, like, what did you add uh, from your daily routine? Or what's something that you're into lately? Yeah. Or is there something that you removed, maybe a bad habit, anything like that? So is there something that, you know, that you've added to days just day-to-day or anything new that's kind of like on your mind or what you're doing, what you're watching, anything like that? Not watching anything. Um, I will say this is very the quarantine has really brought out a lot of just like earthy shit in me. I'm always painting. I've just found a lot of hobbies. You've that I been just, doing that. Uh-huh. I really love. I, I paint a lot. I haven't showed you a lot. I'm going to show you before we get off the phone. Um, some paintings that I've done. But something that really makes me happy, I have a lot of plants, but I've been getting flowers every week and I put them in my kitchen. And they just make me feel really good. They're beautiful. I make sure just like to get just special thing. It all started Valentine's Day. I got a bouquet of roses and I put them in my kitchen. I'm like, this feels really good. So next week I got sunflowers. And then if I'm just like out at specific places, farmer's markets, a store, um, Whole Foods or whatever. Trader Joe's has a really good selection of flowers. Yeah, I bought they do. a bunch. And affordable. Affordable. Yes. I bought a bunch on Mother's Day. I was surprised there were so many left. So I bought myself some. I bought my mom, my aunt some. And then I um, yeah, bought my own. So that's like a weekly thing I do. I definitely encourage y'all. I don't know if you're one of those people that get down in the quarantine or I feel like at this time, at this point in the quarantine, yeah, I'm like, you need look, if you ain't found a rhythm yet, okay. I don't know. But um, I think those little things, just having a routine um, and just doing things that make you happy, like if going to the bar was your thing, you know, I feel like finding little things that make you kind of get that same excitement. <laughs> I don't know. Flowers in the bar probably do not compare. No, you're right. No, but you're right. I get what, you, I get what you're doing. But just to look forward to something, I think that's been like my main thing. And they just, they're beautiful. So flowers have been my thing. I add them every week or at least until they die. Like sometimes they be lasting two weeks and I can save my little five Yeah, I'm like, they last for a little minute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's you been my the thing. Water. Yep. And I do be doing that. I would say my addition, um, nothing quite as nice as phases. I do like flowers, but I'm not as good (laughs) keeping up with them as I should be. I'm doing very okay with keeping my plants alive, though. So that's step number one. That's cool. Um, 
But I will say, I started watching this show on Netflix, and y'all, in LA, we're on safe at home. They they are saying we are on this shit till July. Oh my gosh, so, I saw that. Um, I'm kind of sad that I'm running through shows, because I don't know what I'm going to do come June. But I just finished this show called Hollywood, and it is so good. Like, at first, I just kind of put it on, because I saw people were talking about it. But just to kind of give you the basics, um, it's about Hollywood, of course, but it's about these people who are not traditional in any way, um, coming together to make a movie and tell a story back in the day that is super important to them and to the world that we know of now. But it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a back in the day piece. It's, I don't, I think it's, dated back in the 60s um I, I don't I can't remember the name of like what those what that it's like an era uh, an era movie but it's really really good the acting good like it's very um some raunchy moments some moments that might make you feel uncomfortable depending on who you are but it's definitely worth watching if you're into dramas and you just love stories yeah. um it's definitely something to watch I think it's really really good and it's going to keep you very entertained. So I don't want to give it away. I want to kind of keep it open-ended with this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a story within a story. So I'm going to watch that you tonight. Def- you definitely have to watch. Tell me what you think. Um, I think we should do a post on it because it's really cute. So, okay. yeah. I mean, I think we've got like a good solid hour. So y'all might be tired of us. So. I know, right? <laughs> Follow us, business only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's business only pod. That's right. That's why you're here. Um, and I guess thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming back week after week, and we hope to hear you next time. See you next. Look, see ya. Hear you next time. Mm-hmm.